Welcome back to Post Sunday Podcast. My name's Kevin Jones, and I'm here with... Kim! Hey! (laughs) We're so glad that you joined us. Just a reminder, this podcast is dedicated to reviewing uh, week 19 of this year, this past Sunday, and looking at the service, uh, maybe pull apart a couple of the elements, or discuss things that we didn't quite get to in the sermon. I'm glad you've decided to join us. Here we go. All right, guys, I'm here with Keegan Jones, and we want to talk about the new song from this Sunday. You probably remember it. It was Defender. Uh, And man, that song went over so well. The words, the music, it was... It was a God song and well done. Um, So I want to ask you a few questions. Is that all right? Yep. Sounds good. All right. So let's talk about what initially interested uh, you, Abby, Kazai. What what drew you guys to the song to begin with? Well, Abby brought this this to us. Uh, We were checking out uh, Psalms 23. specifically verse 4 and 5 uh yea though i walk through the valley the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me and uh, verse 5 says you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and whenever we heard the song we like to listen to uh, uh these the band upper room and they make this song called surrounded as well and it really reminded us of this song based off of just the defender and it's just it's it's awesome no it's a gorgeous song and i can definitely uh see the context of of that psalm really woven into the lyrics here which is one of the things i wanted to ask you about uh part of the song mentions in the pre-chorus it says all i did was praise all i did was worship all i did was bow down all I did was stay still. Now, some people see that, and there's a lot of eyes there. Right. There's a lot of discussion about what we did. Uh, there's a, a strong trend in contemporary worship music to make it all about us. Right. Is that what this song is saying? Is that God moving is dependent upon us, worshiping dependent upon us? Or what? what is that song communicating? There? No, it's, in fact, it's nothing about worship is about us. It, that completely takes away the purpose of what we're supposed to be doing and if you look at verse one verse two before the pre-chorus mm. our what it says is that all we did was just praise and the verses set us up to show us that what god did uh, you you go before i know it, you take care of the victory my goal as the worshiper is to praise the one who needs to be praised that's awesome yeah and so as a result, that's where we get this song, because when we look into the choruses, hallelujah, you have saved me. And mm. so with our praise, that's just something that we initially do. That's just, it, we just do it because we're happy because we're saved. No, that's excellent. That's, that's a great response to that. Uh, you know, you mentioned the chorus, and just kind of looking through this, it says, you have saved me so much better your way. I love that because we tend to make not only worship, but our lives all about our way. And uh, as, as Abby was leading us in that song, I was captivated by her saying, this is so much better your way. And I think we've all been there where we realize, oh, you know what, God, you're right. It is just so much better your way than mine. Right. Uh, one more thing, if you don't mind, at the, uh, in, right there in the first verse, you had mentioned this. It mentions the victory. 
it says, and I'm going to quote this. It says, you come back with the head of my enemy. You come back and you call it my victory. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit for us? What is what is this song really saying there? Well, uh, again, I think a lot of people get tied up in the victory between uh, our world personally and the spiritual side of things because we see, uh, I think the commonality is parking space. You know, every, everybody sees the parking space victory. We all see, we all get that perfect spot right next to the local Walmart. And, and that's the victory of the day. God, thank you for this. You are awesome. No, I, I, I don't think that that's the victory he's that's, talking about. That's not it. Huh? We, the victory of him on the cross is what saves us so that way we can actually like enter into heaven. That is the victory. The victory of like, oh, we don't have to go to hell when we die. <laughs> the victory of the lack of sin in our lives. The yeah. victory to share that to everybody else because that's... That's where the victory lies. And that's what should bring us joy ultimately. And that's why we praise him. I mean, there's no reason for us to think anything otherwise. Granted, I like the the parking space, but that's not (laughs) where the victory comes from. I agree. I think there's a big difference between eternal victory and temporal wins, if you would. Uh, I think we all enjoy when a parking spot opens up front, but I don't think that's what Christ did on the cross. So, hey, I really appreciate it, Keegan. You've done a great job of elaborating on this with me. I appreciate you taking out the time to do it. Uh, and I think we're all looking forward to the next time we get to hear this song again. Yep. So, yep, hey, thanks again. Yep. Appreciate it. No and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Uh, a section of the message this week that I didn't really get to. Um, I I think it was pretty important. And that is, as you may recall, we were talking about how our hearts become hardened. Uh, Jesus rebuked the disciples. I mean, these fellows had spent a lot of time with Jesus, and yet he gave a pretty tough evaluation of their hearts and said, your hearts are hard. Uh, One of my concerns is that we would know or be able to evaluate whether our hearts have become hardened or not. So uh, I've asked Pastor Kim if she wouldn't mind. I'm going to list these five things on often if you're at a place or uh, a, a situation where you could take notes. These would be five good things to take notes on. Okay. All right, here we go. Number one of the five ways to tell if your heart has become hard, you don't feel like talking to anyone. And our scripture verse for that is 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak to you, children. Widen your hearts also. Wow, that's a really great scripture for this. He's, he's, he's telling them you've got to widen your hearts or you've got to allow for your hearts to become uh, accessible uh, to receiving from God. So I, I, I got to tell you, if you're in a situation where you don't feel like talking to anyone, it might be a really good indication that there's something not right with your heart. It'd be a good place for you to start checking. All right, that brings us to number two. Yes. Everyone's advice seems bad to you. We find this scripture in Exodus chapter 7, and uh, this will be verses 22 through 23. And I think, uh, Pastor Kimmy, you're using the ESV, aren't you? I am. All right. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he did not take even this to heart. Wow. 
Yeah, he's receiving counsel, and he was receiving good counsel, and he just refused to listen. Now, this doesn't mean that every time that you don't listen to somebody's good advice that your hearts become hard. But again, these are just indicators, uh, uh, trends, in a vital statistic sort of way of your spirit that you can start looking at and finding out uh, maybe your heart is in a bad situation. So, all right, so uh, just to recap, you don't feel like talking to anyone and everyone's advice seems bad to you. Number three, you're unable to love anyone. Mm. We're looking at Matthew 24, verse 12. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Wow. That's about lawlessness and our hearts growing cold. It seems impossible to imagine that anyone would get to a a place in their life where they just couldn't love anyone, but it is in fact uh, a very real possibility. We become cold and indifferent towards other people. All right, moving forward, we're looking at Matthew. I'm sorry, we're looking at number four. You can't get happy for anyone's success except your own. First Corinthians chapter 15, and we're looking at verses 9 and 10. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. Hmm. Is that the wrong verse? Nope, you nailed it. Is it the right verse? I just think he goes on a little bit, does he? On the contrary? Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. On the contrary, I'm sorry, guys. No, you're fine. Do you want me to reread it? We can cut no, it out. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> On the contrary, I worked hard. Harder, sorry. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. That's it. Because if you can't get happy about anyone else's successes, that's a pretty good indication that something is malfunctioning in your heart. So... Uh, if, you're, if you're following along with the Bible, you might want to get ready by going to Ephesians 4. And we're looking at 7 through 19. And this is number 5. This 17 is number, through 19. Thank you. Uh, number 5. You don't feel anything about the stuff you should. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed to practice every kind of impurity. Wow, they became callous. uh, And that is such a point of desensitivity. I'm sorry, I'm kind of stumbling over my words at the moment, but uh, this these are all indicators that we have become hardened in our hearts. Uh, you don't feel like talking to anyone. Everyone's advice seems bad to you. You're unable to love anyone. You can't get happy for anyone's success except your own, and you don't feel anything about the stuff you should. Did you notice how all five of these deal with you? If your world revolves around you, you've probably become hard-hearted. So, hey, listen, that's uh, just an excerpt from Sunday we weren't able to get to. Pastor Kim, you did a great job. I appreciate (laughs) you being here with me because, uh, well, everything's more fun with you around. Oh, you're so sweet. uh, Hey, listen, we're so glad that you've joined us for this week's podcast. I hope you'll tune in again for next week. And uh, until then, we'll see you on Sunday. Have a great day.